Today, I want to talk to us about the divine assignment. And in order to talk about the divine assignment, we must also first cover the divine mission. In this series, we have talked about the divine payback, the divine they, the divine forecast, the divine favor. This morning will be about the divine assignment and the Lord willing, next Sunday will be divine control. Divine control. In the passage and reference of scriptures, you know what I mean, in Matthew 18, one that we're so familiar with shows us the scope of our mission, which is to make disciples of all nations. Baptizing them, he says, in the name of the Father, the Son, and Holy Ghost, you know what I mean? That shows us how hands-on, you know, the ministry and the mission really, really is. He says, teaching them to observe. So we notice that God's word is our textbook. It's what we are to teach. It is, it is our foundation. You know what I mean? And then he says, I am with you always. He assures us that this is a partnership. Amen? And then he says to the end of the age, and that is that the mission does not change. That's, it's the same mission from generation to generation. So we have a mission, and a mission needs a, you know, a, a title, or what is the name of our mission? Well, I believe that the Christian mission, the church mission, the believer's mission is Operation Life. Operation Life. Jesus said, I have come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. So in every function, every operation, we need to, you know what I mean, know that that is a, the, the, the design and that's the name of our mission. That is the goal of our mission is to see to it that life comes to where, all right? The word mission itself is a military term, and it implies that is a goal is going to take place in an environment that is somehow hostile. It is not necessarily, uh, you know what I mean, readily received. So that's our mission. It is our purpose, and it is our primary objective, and that is Operation Life, all right? And that mission describes what is our function in, God, of course, uh, the society that God has placed us in. It is a statement of intent. Now, we have mission, okay? The mission is going to, you know, help define or keep us on track in our assignment. Our assignment or assignment is a task or a piece of work assigned to someone as part of a job or part of the mission. It's a position or a post to which someone is assigned a task, a duty, a job, a chore, and we'll develop that. A position of responsibility, a post of duty to which one is appointed, and we read some scriptures with regard to that. It is important that you know 
the divine mission. Otherwise, and your assignment, excuse me, or you will be limited by human boundary lines. Let me say it again. It's important that you know the divine mission and assignment, or you will be limited by human boundary lines. So, hallelujah. Number one, the mission of the church. The mission of the church is a continuation of Christ's earthly ministry. Jesus said in John chapter 14 and 12, I say to you, who he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. Jesus said that even as the Father has sent me, so I have sent you praise his holy name. So it's a continuation of Christ's earthly ministry. And part of that, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18, it is to reconcile. So there is a distance, there is a separation that is, you know, a part of the case of this mission. And its purpose is to somehow get the two arguing parties back together, so to speak. All right? Amen. And so, anyway, it, it, is, to, it is to also manifest the presence and the love of Jesus. Jesus said in Matthew 18 and 22, 20, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Praise his holy name. It's to manifest the presence and the love of Jesus. You see, our role, besides bringing people to Christ, the church's mission is to gather people together and facilitate a corporate environment of worship to express our love toward him and one another. Fact is, some of the highest ideals of Christianity is to love the Lord God. Amen? It is. And it's also to love your neighbor as yourself. You know, there's some good news and great hope in that because everyone or anyone can do this. You can do this once you have the lover in your heart. Once you love him, you will love your neighbor. Praise God. Hallelujah. Notice what Ephesians says, you know, in chapter 4, 1 through 4, he says we need to bear with one another in love. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. So a great mission is to love God and to love another. The mission of the church is to mature believers and prepare them for the work of the ministry and life. Ephesians chapter 4, we know that so well. The mission is to represent his kingdom, represent the interest of the kingdom. 
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. If I, by the little finger of God, cast out Beelzebub, no doubt the kingdom of God has come down on to you. With an idea of influencing society with God's ideas, the ideals of the Lord. Matthew 5, 13 and 14. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Praise God. To represent his kingdom in the, the earth. The church, its presence in the world is Christ antiseptic to sin. It is to bring the influence of God's righteousness now. So hang with me. The mission needs to be understood so that your assignment also can have its alignment because it must align with the mission. Praise God. So, you know, God wants us to love, care for, Learn to maintain good works. Meet urgent needs. Okay? Absolutely. Let people see your good works that they might glorify your Father which is in heaven. Oh. So, there is a mission. Now we come home to our personal side of this thing, and that is assignment. Assignment. God gives each one, each individual, an assignment. A post or a position in the body of Christ and a distinct mission to fulfill. A divine assignment that comes with a divine burden. It says... And the burden of the Lord. And then he goes on to say, you know, incorporate, it came to the man, it came to the woman. You know, and it was carried out, likewise, by those individuals, uh, whether it's singular or multiple. A divine burden. Your role... In the mission. Romans 12. We have many members, but all members do not have the same assignment. Do not have all the same function. There is the Holy Spirit that is behind it. The manifestation or the work of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of, of all. So we are carrying out not only the mission of Jesus, but the Holy Spirit also is endeavoring to use us on a particular assignment. The Spirit is the manifester, but you and I are the manifestor. Hebrews chapter 12, let us run with perseverance the race marked out for 
us. Hallelujah. The Spirit gives each one an assignment that you carry out. And one would be amazed at what God will do when you discover what your assignment is. What individually it is, or what it is in uh, uh, corporately, what is our one's mission. 1 Corinthians 7 and 17 says this, Only as the Lord has assigned to each one, as God has called each in this manner, let him walk. And so I direct all the churches. Mm. The Old Testament, they used to cast lots for duty whether it was small or great, whether it was teacher or student. Thank God we don't have to depend on, you know, lots. We have the Holy Spirit. Your assignment is important because when you know your purpose, then you can set your priorities. Jesus knew his assignment and he set his priority. The first priority that he set was prayer. The second one was, was preaching. That was in Jesus' uh, assignment. Let's talk about men and women for a moment who God had given assignments. Noah. Noah was the builder of the ark. Abraham. Abraham quite, had quite a hard assignment, in my opinion. He had to leave his family. He had to be willing to sacrifice his son. But he was true and faithful to the assignment. Then we have Moses, too. He was assigned to lead a nation. Specifically, when you look at Moses, maybe some of you feel this way when God gives you an assignment. Moses felt inadequate. He felt that he lacked all or many of the necessary qualities. And I believe what contributed to a lot of that was that his past failures. That he felt guilty about the failures when he went to lead the people. And he ended up killing an Egyptian. How many think that might have haunted him? Yeah. God, you want me to go back and repeat myself? <laughs> See, you don't want to let past failures hold you back from your present assignment. Somebody give the Lord a praise today. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Yes, yes, all oh, praise his holy name.
Jesus had an amazing assignment. We're familiar with that. The Holy Spirit has an assignment. The Apostle Paul had an assignment. Jonah at first ran from his assignment. You know, God will sometimes shake up the waters to get you to change your mind. That's why obedience is so important in your assignment. Because it secures your destiny. Obedience does. Paul wrote to Timothy and said that the reason, and I mean that he was where he was at, that he was granted the assignment and the role that God had given him in the mission was because he counted him faithful. He had a track record of being faithful. How about Mary? Esther? Jochebed? Just individuals after individuals had assignments. We read in Acts chapter 6, I believe it is. As they got together and they found people to give them an assignment. All part of the whole in the same mission. It's interesting that when you get an assignment, it comes with so limited information. God doesn't release a lot of information when you get assignment, no. They're just given on the road when it comes to a need-to-know basis. Yep. Oh. But there's one thing about those assignments, and that is they come from the heart of God. God plants them in your heart. They're not a man idea, although there is, you know what I mean, the incorporation of your thinking and your thoughts, etc. But it really is a God idea. Those assignments comes in, come in all sizes. Big, small. Sometimes an assignment is one event. And then others take years to fulfill. It doesn't make any difference. Every one of them is significant. Rather, regardless of the size or the duration of it. What's beautiful about when you accept your assignment, the kingdom begins to go into operation on your behalf with regard to your assignment. The resources, the timing, the anointing to accomplish the assignment, all of a sudden, the door is opened up. Fact is, did you know that many of the promises of God 
are connected to assignment. To assignment. The great promises of power. I don't mean. The great promises of victory. Oftentimes, there is the assignment that goes with it. And understand, there may be a main assignment, but there can there will also be sub-assignments that's connected to it. <coughs> sub-assignments. Yes. So I suggest and I recommend to us this morning not only from God's word, but from experience, and that is that change your mindset from routine to assignment. Not routine. I hate routine. Well, I don't either. I retract that. <laughs> oh. I I hate boredom, let's put it that way. But it's an assignment. And, and, you know, the whole thing and the picture will tremendously change. Assignment. And who's in charge? God. Assignments. Jesus in John 15, 16 says, you didn't choose me. I chose you and appointed you. I don't think that's exclusive to the disciples. No. But in the specific assignments, because, you know, even the 70, you know what I mean, had assignments. Yes. He chooses you. Jeremiah backs this up. Before I formed you in the womb, I ordained you to be a prophet to the nations. Paul himself spoke of this in Galatians chapter 5. He said, God separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace. Yeah. Hallelujah. But your assignment, my assignment, is not our decision, but it is our discovery. You discover what your assignment is. What's that mean? It means it's not automatic in your life. You hear the word predestination. Predestination in reality is just the intention of God. Not the decision of God. You have to do something. Absolutely. Hallelujah. You discover. Remember the story that I've told you before and how I ended up here, and this is a pastor 
um, in a role I didn't want, in a place that was not, you know, wasn't big enough for me. But yet God, through just his small word, says, well, nobody to take the position, and they will be sheep without a shepherd, and the pastor's heart, and I just discovered my assignment. Yeah, 43 years later, still on assignment. Praise his holy name. Amen. Amen. In all of those years, I've discovered that God's grace is sufficient. But also, those assignments require effort. Paul said... He called me by his grace, and my labor was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God which was in me. There is a motivating force, without a doubt. But it does take effort. Given an assignment is one thing. Fulfilling the assignment is the next journey of that life. Praise God. Can I give you some principles this morning? Fulfilling your assignment, and it comes right from the book of Nehemiah. Don't despair. Begin to repair. No matter how overwhelming the challenge is, you know, roll up your sleeves, engage it. Number two, don't hesitate, investigate. Give some thought. Jesus said a man that's going to build a tower has to sit down and count, you know, what it's going to take to do it. This is what it's going to take. Because how many know God loves completed projects? Did you know that? He loves completed projects. That's what he said in that very parable. Oh. It's the completed project that brings the glory to the Lord. Yeah. It's the uncompleted project, you know what I mean, that brings shame, you know, to the situation. Don't be paralyzed, get organized. Don't back down. Build up. Don't vacillate. Perpetuate. 
Nehemiah had to be careful not to succumb to fear nor flattery as he was building the wall. Keep the resolve and celebrate your achievements. Sometimes I think we fail to celebrate the achievements. I'll ask my musicians to come this morning. The knowing your assignment, finishing your assignment, and you can know when your assignment is done. Paul said, I fought a good fight. I've kept the faith. Hence the fourth, there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me, and not to me only, but to all them. Yeah. Assignment that has a beginning, and it also has a completion, a journey in between. You can finish your assignment Knowing yourself, whether or not you've done a good job. I don't think he was coming to that conclusion himself. I think that's the Holy Spirit that goes ahead and says, you know, well done. I want to hear that one. Well done, though good and faithful servant. The good news this morning is that God never overlooks or fails to remember what you have done for him. Men might, people might, pastors might. But God says, I I, I remember it. God is not unjust. Hebrews 6.10, to forget your work and labor of love, which you have shown toward his name, in that you have ministered the saints and do minister. God says that he will fully remember, fully remember, Because I'll see to it that you're repaid fully, reimbursed for all the expenses that you've spent to do his will. Yeah. That means your time. That means your talent. That means your treasure. God says, I'm, I'm keeping account of it. God says, I'm going, to make a, I'm going to make a settlement with you. He said, it takes care of not only what you invested, but your injuries that you've incurred. 
in doing my will. The losses that seemed that are there. He said, I'll, I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to take care of it. Whatever's been damaged, whatever's been destroyed due to the enemy, attacks of the enemy, or because of adversarial situations you have faced, he says, I am going to take care of it. Oh, hallelujah. We got a good, good father. Amen. To the young people that might still be looking for their assignments. Or maybe you have come to the end of an assignment and now you're ready for a new assignment. Move to whatever you need you know to do. Remember, I believe it was Philip the Evangelist. The first word he got from God wasn't get on the chariot. The first word he got from God was go this direction. Go to the south. And he headed to the south and all of a sudden... He and his assignment met. Young people, build your life around your divine assignment. Build it you will often find or discover your assignment or your destiny in a mess. Yeah. How many know that Moses, when he got there, it was a mess? It's a mess. And then one other thing. God said, don't lose your fight. Don't lose your fight. Don't lose your fight. Fight the good fight of faith. I have fought a good fight. Stand with me this morning.
some may have finished their assignment and are ready for a reassignment. The mission must always continue. The only thing that changes is the people assigned to the assignments in the mission. I don't know what we have there, care, but I just want to thank everybody. sticking with your assignments yeah thank you hallelujah may be different you may not be captain over a thousand maybe fifty you may be a table waiter and not a preacher. But it all contributes to the main mission. That is to carry on the work of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's sing a song this morning. Praise the Lord. And let's get on with our assignment or move to our assignment. What distinguishes the work of the church from the work of charity? The word. Preaching the word. Preaching the word. Hallelujah. Uh, Jesus went everywhere doing good, healing all manner of sick and afflicted, but what always was accompanied with it? The Word. It just laid the groundwork. The miracles, the feeding, you know what I mean? All of those things just laid the groundwork, okay, for the main thing, and that is Operation Life. Go with God because He's going with you. You're dismissed this morning in Jesus' name. Amen.